Okay. Recording started. Um, is there anybody who's uh, interested in praying in? Okay. Okay, so just, um, I'll do that. <clears throat> Start the prayer, just um, set the foundation for this call. So, place my hand in my heart and feel the gratitude and the thankfulness together. Thankful that the love is all there is and love is all we are. And, and we're willing to know this truth and the truth, all truths set us free. So grateful and to accept our own holiness and the fullness of divine love which we are, which is our very nature and our very being. And willing to allow our I am presence, our high Holy Spirit self, the I am presence of every being everywhere to lead us and guide us. I know for all of us, for each of us on this call and all all that exists that we are willing we are we are all striving for truth and love, no matter how it appears that is what is happening because that is all we are. We are affirming our willingness now. This call and our events, we can choose to release the habits of uh, repeating the past, of the limiting thinking, of the judgment thoughts, of the upsets which come up for us, which is only an opportunity for a healing, to choose love, to recognize the truth that we are, and forgive ourselves when we forget and choose again. We're willing to surrender, 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 and allow the God Spirit, the Divine Spirit within us to lead us. And See that true self, the beautiful true self, the perfect true self, the wholeness of each one's true self. And allowing our teachers, the known and unknown, the challenging and not so challenging, to lead us, to teach us, and allow us to know the fullness of God, our God self. And we're open ourselves to a healing each moment. And we're sharing, freely sharing, lovingly sharing the benefit of our healing with everyone, challenging and loving alike. Because 
We are one with all of them. And grace and gratitude, we joyfully, joyfully, joyfully allow the healing to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. (laughs) Amen. Thanks, Carla. That was great. So we got cup we got another person on the call, so um please um introduce yourself, say where you're from or Hi it's Lana from Mississippi. Terry from uh, Washington Philip. State. Oh sorry, Philip. That's all right. Philip from D C. Hmm. That's all. That's interesting, Lana. It says you're from Missouri. <laughs> so, uh, is Missouri is so it MS? MS, yeah, St. Louis. So that's where your phone is from, or something. So, oh, it's uh, it's Bay St. Louis, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Oh, it's MS. Oh, it's just so that's all Missouri. Okay. Well, welcome. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you all for um, showing up for your healing. <laughs> Let's let's begin. Lana, how's your mom? Uh, she thanks. Uh, she's um she's home, and I'm with her today, watching her. My sisters and I are taking turns, and uh, she she had a major heart attack, so she's uh gets out of breath easy Ooh. right now, and uh. Yeah, she's uh but her blood pressure's good. She she got some wounds from the hospital where they went in at the angiogram site. They pulled some tape off that apparently she was allergic to and that opened that cut that like pulled skin off, so now we're treating that to make sure she doesn't get infection there. And just taking one day at a time right now. But I'm grateful she's here because she got she had a bad episode right afterwards, and I, you know, she had a rough whole day, rough Monday afterwards, and it was very mm-hmm. scary, very frightened. Wow, a major heart attack. When when was it? On Sunday, she had a hundred percent blockage. She had a heart attack in 2012, and they put in a stent. So, uh, but they, I don't know if it was like she ever really had a full-blown, how major it was. I don't think it was as major as this one was, but this one was 100% blockage at the site Mm -hmm. where she had the stent. So they put a stent inside the old stent and then added one on top of it and said she had that whole area was very diseased. The blood vessels were very diseased because she has diabetes. And then she had other areas in her heart where, like, there was a 40% blockage areas. And so she's, and she also has, like, a repair for a triple aortic aneurysm that she had in the stomach area. So she's she has a lot of things going on right now. But she's doing good. Thank you. She's doing, she's doing great com- compared to how she was last Sunday and Monday. And, 
So it was. It's been a, a rough week, actually. I only went to work one day this week on Thursday. Wow. But I think I had a healing, too, with my mom. And I noticed it before the heart attack even happened. I came to see her, like, the Saturday before, Saturday, like, a week before. And I just felt at peace with her, and I just could... I I wasn't having my old thoughts of wanting her to be different and things like that. And we had a really good day, and I could feel it. I could feel the love coming back from from her. And and so I felt like, wow, maybe I'm really having a healing. And I was grateful for that. And even at the hospital, it got rough on Monday. It was really rough because she was throwing up the whole day, and every time she would throw up, her heart would go into a stressful situation and because she was hooked to monitors and you could see everything in her face would turn red and I wasn't sure if that was it. Every time she did that, I thought this could be it. And uh, I was very scary and I just, um, there were times when I would get really frightened and there were times where I could be very peaceful about it. And then by the time I got home that night, I, I did cry a lot on the ride home. But then before I went to bed, I meditated and I felt so peaceful. So just up and down, I guess, the emotions, but I'm just trying to trying to apply true forgiveness in the situation. Boy, you know it sounds like what you're doing is just really what I'm doing about this election <laughs> up and down and practicing peacefulness. <laughs> How you doing, Philip? I'm I'm doing uh, uh well. Uh in rela- in relation to moms, um it's interesting on election night my whole family um was in a group text and um uh, Right about the time when it was starting to lean, it was starting to become apparent that Trump was going to to win. And then my brother, I mean, we're, we're spread all over the place, Michigan, Pennsylvania. My mom's in Pennsylvania and um, Virginia, D.C. So um, he texted my sister who lives in Pennsylvania near my mom, and, and she's in a home. She's she's very, you know, she's still very independent. Um Believe it or not, it still drives. But anyway, that she wears some sort of monitor on her wrist. I'm not sure how it works. Um, and it went off. And my brother, normally it would uh, call my sister, I guess, but they called my brother and he texted everything. So for a period of time there, the election didn't matter for us because we thought my mom was also not doing well. But it ended up being she was in the neighbors and uh, – we don't know why it went off, but it was a false alarm. But anyway, mm. it changed the perspective mm. briefly Great. that night. Well, is it, there's a couple more people than the ones they want to say hello. They just come on the call. Hi, it's Lawrence in Boston. Hi, Lawrence. 
Hi, this is Linda in Erie, PA. Well, you know, it's no funny. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead. Really? I'll, go ahead. I'll, I'll hold mine. Can I hold mine and you go first? You can if you want. Yeah, I would like to. Okay. So uh, I was not on the call I, on Wednesday night. Uh, I, I, In retrospect, I wish I would have been. Um, so I sent out a text to my prayer partners about my reaction. My My big thing was... Um, worry about we're heading into a, a similar situation. That uh, yes, I am. I, I do have. I do have fear around. Uh, I, I I had fear. I guess I still maybe still processing it, uh, healing it from the Trump election. Um, and my thing was, it, it brings a fear of. It brought me back, and I appreciated what. Jennifer said that night on Wednesday night. I re-listened to it. It was valuable. And I'm interested in hearing your guys' um, reaction to my perception that I'm going through. But I went into, you know, I went back to Hitler, and there's some similarities to how he convinced the people. And, again, I'm not a historian, and I don't follow the details that much, so some of it is just from a very high level. But... That, that was where my fear was coming from, that we were heading into a, um, a situation where this was a, a, a someone leading us down the, the wrong road. And so um, what, that, what that brought up also was, you know, in our spiritual teaching, we're taught that uh, I, I still don't, you know how you know the question: How can a loving God allow uh, evil or whatever? And the choice, and the answer, I guess, from Course in Miracles and and the like, is that uh, it's our choice. We made up this world from the separation of th- thoughts. However, uh, I still have difficulty sometimes understanding how. But the, but we're also told that that the uh, that God's love is still in, is still permeating the world and somehow um, in control. Um, so how can, uh, I'm still back at the, how can, um, I don't see the purpose of six million Jews, gays, uh, gypsies, and whoever else were on the hit list from Hitler. I don't see the, I, I, I don't see the, the purpose of it. You know, what good to, that came from that. Even, you know, you'd think we would know what, well, does anyone have a perspective or how is that helping me? Because sometimes I fear like God leads us into directions that what we would see his will, I mean, it makes me sometimes fear that his will is something to be feared. You know, like he wants us to, and I know this is not true. I mean, I don't know it, but we're taught that it's not true, that love. But 
but sometimes what seems like love from God is not what we want to experience love to be, if that makes any sense. So that's the reconciliation of what love really is, and love is really what we want. And anyone wants to help me process this, I'm welcome. I'm welcome to hear. Um, Peter, this is. I'm sorry. Why <laughs> was the slip? Um, what was that, Terry? I I called you Peter, and I'm so sorry. I you and I talked about. That, but, um, oh, I know. Okay, I missed right. Philip, but Peter came up. But you know, what's coming to my mind, uh, Philip, is have you ever um, have you ever listened to um, Holocaust survivors talk about their experience in the concentration camps? Ever, have you listened Not for a long time. I did read okay. a book, a fairly famous book, a long, long time ago. He, um, a, a, he was a, he became a, started a therapy. Uh, I can't even remember. He started a different. Oh, Victor type of Frankl. Therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Victor what Frankl. Yes. Um. Oh gosh, starts with an L. I, I have his book. I, I have to, I'll have to text right. you. I it's, forget um, what it was. Logan yes. Therapy? Logan? Something like that. Um, but basically, um, man can survive anything as long as he sees meaning in it. That's what he learned from the Holocaust. Because ah, man yes. can survive anything. Right. Yeah. And, um, and we're still, at, of course, we, we're still asking ourselves, why? How did it happen? And I think that what happened in Germany gives us a lot of insight on what the human mind does, how the ego can take over in its superiority, you know, um, basically calling out to the, the fears of the ego, plus just having this element of we're superior along with it is a witch's brew and blaming, you know, blaming a subset of people for the problems, you know, creates a witch's brew. Marianne Williamson actually talks really well about that, FYI, but... I had my point being is that I had listened to um, um, a Holocaust survivor about, about probably about ten years ago, and um, she had said uh, um, there's even miracles in concentration camps, and that's what she talked about um, the um, moments or the um, experiences uh, within the concentration camps between people and the love and the miracles of God that still happened within the concentration camps. And um, when I was in Czechoslovakia, we, I went to Terezin, and this is like about five, six, you know, eight or nine years ago, and um, our, the, um, the tour guide actually was Pavel. He was 91 years old. He was a concentration camp survivor. And the reason why he survived, he was 18 or 19, and what they wanted him to do is, you know, so the children wouldn't panic, they would pretend that it was, you know, he was the teacher and that they were going to school within the concentration camp, okay? And, um, of course, they would, you know, exterminate them the next day or the next week or what have you. And uh, he, at the end of the tour, I asked, gosh, you know, they say wherever evil is, God is there. I said, was God really there? And he goes, yes, God was there. And I said, well, what did you miss about this place? He goes, did you ever miss anything about this, the Holocaust experience? He goes, yes, I miss the children. I miss the children. So I don't know. I I understand that the um, 
the, the trauma that the Holocaust um, can bring to someone, because when I first read about it in sixth grade, it was traumatizing, I remember, and it kind of, that kind of stayed with me. However, um, just by, and then we have someone like Anne Frank, you know, uh, somebody, this little girl, she, you know, wrote about her experience that moved the world. Her monument in Amsterdam is, you know, there's lineup and lineup, you know, for hours to get in every day. Because the Holocaust, we have her. So, at any rate, um, Philip, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if it's any consolation. However, I know that um, in the most hellish spots on earth, at least during that time, you know, as Terry Tim Boom had said, you know, man's pit is deep, but God's pit is deeper. So, um, so that's all I'll say about that. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Philip, I, I, what, what came to me is that I've been speaking about it for a while, quite a while, but I realized more and more it, it, the realization becomes deeper. I thought I had it because I speak about it so often that we give the meaning to things, right? So we don't know the whole meaning. We just give it the meaning it has, and that's what we see oftentimes. And so, and sometimes I know for myself, I speak for myself, that I give it the meaning, and then that's all I see. That's that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking at, because I'm not open to other possibilities, because I've given it the meaning. I've done it. It's. I really like it because it's mine. It seems to be mine, and so I like it. I take. I want to take ownership of that. I want to keep the meaning I have, and so. But, but I. I really know. I mean, I spoke about this in MLC the class that that it is being helpful. I mean. I've done, this is my third facilitation of community calls this morning, and that's all, like, I mean, not all, but quite a bit of what was talked about was, and, and what was happening, stuff was coming up and people that, that they were, they were expressing their upset and, and the love was coming out and other people to, and it was shifting things. This, this is gonna shift stuff. I don't know how. I don't know, but I believe it, and I'm holding that no matter what. So, I don't know. I I didn't really mean to say that, but that's what came out. (laughs) Okay, then thanks. (laughs) Well, Philip, but... Two things that came to my mind were with that question was kind of brought me back to the class that Jennifer did where she talked about the Orlando shooting and I don't know if it was our class or ML one or two. Um how that was part of their agreement, the ones that died in that bar, that that was probably one of their contracts coming here that they were gonna do this and it and for the purpose of change. 
That was one thing. And then the other thing that I thought of was I heard Gary Renard talk about um, when I was in Greece at the retreat. He talked about how this is, you know, we live in a dual, our life is a dualistic nature with, you know, ups and downs and good and bad and all that. And he he talked about how he had the most beautiful day he'd ever had with his wife driving along, along the coast of California. And it was just like the sights and the time they spent together. It was just like he said, one of the most beautiful days he'd ever had in his life. And then 7.30 that night at dinner, his wife gets a call that her brother was just killed. And how the day was so good and then it went to so, you know, what we would say all bad you know it's just the up and down of life I don't know those are the two things that came to my mind you know one other thing um, if I can I, I just remembered I, I was on a call with Neil Donald Walsh and I actually um, brought up the question about, it's funny Philip that you bring this up I brought up the question about um because Neil Donald Walsh just said, everything is good for you. Everything is good. You just don't know it. And I said, well, how can it be good for a mother who gets off the train with her three kids in a concentration camp, and she goes right, she gets to live, her kids go left, they get to die. So how is that good for her? And Neil goes, uh, do you think with Christ's resurrection, do you think Christ's resurrection was good for him? And I said, yeah, it was good for him. It was good for all of us. He goes, how do you know that the, her, this mother who lost her kids during this concentration camp, how do you know that that's not her resurrection? How do you know that um, she, she is there for a reason that we don't, you don't know about? She's there for a reason, for lessons she wants to learn. Maybe it's forgiveness. You don't know that. Maybe this is her resurrection. And you're giving it meaning that's not there to give. So that kind of got me thinking. Um, you know, we don't know what anything's for, and like the course says, is that we have a <laughs> the script's written. We wrote it before we came here, and these are lessons that we ask for for healing, to come up for healing. And, you know, being um, the follower of Christ most of my life, knowing that the resurrection was was a very powerful thing for the world, I um, I guess I, I see, I don't want to say the neutrality of it, but I do... Um, I'm trying to see the bigger picture of it all, even though it's so hard to understand, so hard for me to embrace. However, there's um, something bigger happening here. I just don't know. And it's it's for it's for the good of everyone. It's for the good. I just don't know. I just don't know it yet because I can't see the big picture. I just trust. I just trust and have faith that... Um, we're already, I'm already taken care of. I have everything I need. 
I have everything I, I, I want. I just don't know it. I have everything, but I just don't know it yet. Mm. Sometimes I don't know it. Some some days I do. <laughs> some days I don't. Um, yeah, I appreciate you all letting me process this. And um, I think it goes to the very core. It's not the first time I've dealt with this, but, you know, the very core is God love. <laughs> um, I think that's, for me, one of the, like, you know, how can I trust a God that is loving when what uh, sometimes appears? And your example of Jesus is, uh, crucifixion is a perfect example. I've 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 struggled with that answer, um, even traditional Christianity's answer as well as uh, the course's answer. That the course's answer, if I remember, is that it proved that there was life, you know, that death cannot. Well, yeah, if you believe it, <laughs> and um, of course that's what. It's just. You know what is good <laughs> is, is is love what we really want, and um, when we think we understand what love is. So one of the things this is bringing up because I, at work I am surrounded by many people who support Trump for different reasons, um, and I've been more of a mostly liberal, although I consider myself middle of the road compared to some of my liberal friends. But uh, most of my life. Um, you know, I think that doing good, you know, the, you know, some of the basic arguments between Republicans and Democrats, you know, the, the, uh, is the role of government in helping people. You know, you think it, you think, and I am actually making a point in my long way around story. Um, well, not making a point, but but helping share my uh, my struggle. So. You know, the Democrats tend to, at least in the last, in my lifetime, tend to believe that government is to help people. And the Republicans, on a, this is very broad strokes, tend to think that people need to help themselves. Um, and that's, you know, there's probably truth in both. Or, 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 you know, where does compassion come in? Where does helping someone out? And where does it, people have to learn to stand up on their own two feet? They can't be given handouts all the time. You see what I'm saying? There is this both sides of of an answer, and then people fight over it. So maybe what's coming up for me as part of this is I really don't know. And, and, you know, those are the the two favorite sayings of us, at least this of Jennifer's groups, are we don't know what everything's for, and we give it all the meaning that it has, right? It's been brought up several times and just my conversation and, and people's responses today. So it goes back, though, I guess core for me is the belief that God is love. And I was never a big fan of Jennifer's, one of her books, several of her books that she recommends, but one in particular that I finished reading because it's small enough was, um, it was a lady that I think she was Mormon, uh, although it's not clearly stated that it starts out in a cockroach-filled uh, slum hotel room. Oh, yeah, Sons of God. Book? Sons of God. Sons of God. I've met, mm-hmm. and, and one of the reasons I didn't like Sons of God is it's a, how can, you know, that was just a, ugh, that didn't appeal to me at all. That God, uh, 
uh, I know it was total surrender of God to God's will that somehow I, that just wasn't appealing to me at all from my pers- from my perspective. How how could that be a good thing that she had to go through that? Now, of course, the story she went through, you know, she had miracles after then and was taken care of, but it was almost like a this total and complete surrender and that is required, I think, for, for the life of following God is, yeah, the ego, uh, there's lots of fear that comes up in letting go. And when we have these stories, they don't appeal, some of them don't appeal to me. So uh, the, the, the long way around of it is, you know, I can't see how this man who, Trump, who seemed to have such a a personality that does not appeal to me, and I do not consider loving at all, could be good for the country. But could be. I don't know. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know what anything is for. I don't. What I think is good, who knows? (laughs) So thank you again for letting me process. Well, Philip, you know, I sent you that email of the post that Ventino had, had posted on Facebook about it. And at the time, um, okay, so Tuesday night, Monday I was like you where you were when your mother's alarm went off. On Monday night I was like I didn't even care about the election. I, wasn't even, I just wanted my mom to live. I wanted her to get better and I wanted everything to be okay <laughs> is where I was. And then by Tuesday she was doing better. And she is very much a Trump fan, and my whole family was is a Trump fan. So I'm, I, I'm in the middle of you know, very strong opinions and attitudes and attachments related to that, and and I don't feel comfortable speaking up because it's kind of like you're um, out of the tribe, I guess, or whatever. If you have a difference of opinion, and there's no way I could ever let them see how. I feel the way I do. I just couldn't explain it where it would just create an argument and I just didn't want to go there. But so Tuesday night, you know, they had the Fox News channel on and they were watching uh, in the hospital room. And I guess it was more, no, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning they were watching the news and with Fox News on and everything. And, uh, and just hating on Hillary and just, you know, a lot of stuff that was really bothering me. I was having a lot of uh, judgments about it. And when I read that post, it just brought me so much peace because I said, I thought, well, well, I don't know that that's true in any way, shape, or form, but if there is another way to look at this, if I could know for sure that all this was happening for my highest good, then, then I was at peace, and I can't. I'm I'm not there in every situation to be able to do that. But at that one moment, 
I w- it was almost like a light switch went off. You know, I switched the and where I was being, where I was really upset and worried about Trump being in there, where I was like frustrated with my family and my siblings who were around talking about it, and where I could just turn it off and just let them be and do and say what they wanted to say, and I could be okay. But it was like somehow I was able to reach that place where I said, okay, this has to be for my highest good, and I don't know what the whole big picture is, but I but I trust that it's that it's uh, going to all be okay, no matter what. And I could relax about it for the first time, you know, at that point anyway. And then I've been okay ever since, really, since then. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, well, as you know, I did not find peace in what you shared in that <laughs> because. Uh, but it's, I'm glad, and no, I appreciate your that it found you found peace, and um, and you know, all of this is a projection of me because my life is just going fine. So it's all. I, I think one of the conclusions of Jennifer's class on on Wednesday night was the projection of the fear that we're, you know, we're living in the past or living in the future, which I guess is what I'm doing. But, but again, it comes, I guess the healing for me is trusting that God, God's will for me is good and, and loving. And that, that loving is something I really want <laughs> because I, I can look at certain things and I say, that's not what I want, but uh, who knows when you're actually, what, one's actually experiencing or going through the external picture. You know, it's going to bring um, Oh, I'm sorry, Philip, go ahead. Finish your thought there. Oh, I was, um, I was just going to suggest, um, Dietrich Walzak (laughs) on YouTube. He has the, um, you know, his six, six step process. And uh, the first thing is, you know, and that you're upset, which you are, you, you admit that. And then you also admitted that the feeling is in you. You know, I was just listening to what you just had to say. Number one, you, you admitted that you're upset. Number two, you you admitted you're owning that the feeling's in you. And the next thing you said was fascinating, that you know it's for good. <laughs> that's, that's the third step in his uh, six-step process. And the fourth step is... Um, you know, getting in touch where, okay, where did, where did I have this feeling before? You know, uh, you're, you're, you're having the feelings that you're having, right? Um, and what, and what are those feelings? And, and ask yourself, okay, I, I've had these feelings before and when did I have these feelings? Was it at five? Was it at 10 when I realized I wasn't loved or I was unworthy or, um, I was self-set, you know, wh- wh- whatever. And if you could pinpoint back to, to where the first few times you, you've had those feelings that you, you are having them at maybe as a child or a young adult and that you're having now as a middle-aged person. Um, and, and that way you can get in, you know, and I can't remember what the next step is, but I think it's, um, it, it's coming up for healing and then realizing that it's not um, getting to, to not getting just to the root of um, the root cause of, of what what you're upset about, and a lot of times it's not the, the symptoms. It's not, you know, what's happening 
it, it's it's how you, it's something deeper. It's something that's coming up, you know, uh, maybe self hatred, unworthiness, or whatever. And that's what that's what's coming up for healing. And then recognizing it and letting it go. Something letting it go. Anyway, it's it's a pretty. Um, it, it, what I like about that six steps process is that it gives us concrete tools to work with. And um, I know that I, I've done that uh, a couple of times, just just acknowledging that I'm upset. And then the next thing I do is knowing that the feeling's in me. <laughs> the feeling is in me. And, you know, um, and when did, I, when did I feel these, you know, what are these feelings and when did I feel... When, when when was the first time I remember feeling these feelings? You know, was it five or six when I felt I wasn't loved? I thought I didn't matter. You know, and yeah, I think, yeah, those are the same feelings that I'm feeling. They became a belief. And so, you know, and I'm carrying these these beliefs that are not true into, you know, adulthood that it's not serving me anymore. It's just causing me suffering and pain, and, I, and I'm willing to heal it. So. Um, Anyway, he's on. He's it, it, it's like a ten minute YouTube, um, you know, YouTube uh, tape. So if if you're, I just wanted to throw that out there. That that's actually his his tools have really helped me through those sometimes really tough tough spots. Yeah. So um, actually, I very much appreciate what you just said. Um, you actually we went over that in our last prayer session. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. it was appropriate for you to go over it again because I, I, it it rang truth, and it helped me to bring. It's kind of similar to that other teacher, and I really got a lot out of those simple steps. You know, when you when we look to the external world for validation, and how if we just believe that uh, that it's occurring, whatever that external thing is, we think we want, and then we realize that. Uh, the, the same feelings are occurring, whether they ex- just because we believe the external thing, you know, it's mm-hmm. owning. Yeah, so that's helpful. Good. So thank you. Good. You're welcome. It was helpful for me to repeat them to you too. <laughs> Helps me yep. remember. Teach, those steps. Teach so thank you. <laughs> that's right. Actually, I'm going to. I think I told you. I'm. I'm Going, he has a workshop in Vancouver, BC, first uh, on a Wednesday in December, um, and it's it's really nice to have some of this stuff on the West Coast for <laughs> sports on the East Coast. So I, I'm excited to go to his all day workshop about putting those tool, implementing those tools. So anyway, yeah, and I'll let you know how it how it goes. <laughs> cool. And I've never done Baron Katie the work, but I've heard you talk about it and other people, and it seems a similar process to maybe not, mm-hmm. but it seems similar. Yeah. I, yeah, well, you know, if anything, I have, uh, you know, it, it, nothing to lose, everything to gain. And and uh, this is, you know, yeah, I'm willing to, you know, uh, fork out the money and the time and effort if um in, in hopes and chances that'll improve my happiness. To me, that's a that's a good risk to take, good price to pay. So that's kind of where I where I'm at. Because I do, um, I just want to live in a um, higher vibrational frequency, more purposeful, and um, and have that 
purposefulness um, impact everyone I come in contact with, more positively, that is. That's beautiful. So yeah. thank you all. Thank you. I, I think um, I think I've processed enough for this call on this topic, so I'll let someone else share what they're going through. Well, I have something else. That it's actually something I'm going through and something that has to do with this and that I appreciated your your share, Jerry, when you said that's what and taking ownership of the feeling that that what came up in me is that to realize these feelings are coming up that seem to be arising within me, but they are not me. And so that's when I when I forget is when I identify with those feelings as who I am. That's when I get lost. But if I can just look at them, look at those feelings and say, huh, what's this pointing to, right? What's this something? And I think you you shared a lot, at, but it, what does it point to? And you're talking about past times and past, whatever. It doesn't matter. Each person is different, but um, that's when I get lost. And so when I spoke earlier, I said, I'm standing in the highest and best. I don't all the time. I, I get lost. I get, I, I forget, and I get upset. I get afraid and often, often, every day, multiple times a day, it happens. It doesn't, doesn't, we're part of the one mind. There are plenty of people who believe it's true all the time. So those thoughts are going to come up in me because we share the one mind. But, But when I don't identify with them and when I realize just look at them and go, oh, interesting. And and just that's my choice moment to choose what to do. What If I want to do anything with this let them go. Or, and, that's, and that's my experience I have still. I mean, my sister called me just at the beginning, right before this call, and she voted for <laughs> Trump. And she's, she's like, why is everybody so upset? I don't understand it. And she she doesn't like it. And I'm like, I'm not looking forward to that call, but I can let that go, too, because it can be a wonderful experience of bonding and togetherness. But I think it's not. But so so I'm actually speaking multiple things here because I'm really interested in letting that go. And so I'm enlisting all the energy of this entire group to assist me in that because hmm, all we need to, we don't need to do anything but love is the healer and I know that whatever anybody's doing even though it doesn't appear that way to me they are going for the love and the healing I, I think that's why we all come into this Life is a body to have healings, and and I'm telling you, <laughs> there's lots of healing coming up right now, <laughs> and so I'm I'm available for the healing. I know.
I feel like a showstopper sometimes. <laughs> let, it, let that go too. I can let that go well, too. Well, I, I have a. I have a question for Lawrence. I'm wondering how you're doing in your your grieving. Um, I am feeling a lot of healing. Um, I am. I'm getting, um, I'm, I'm healing. I, I'm, I'm feeling much better, and I, I, I'm seeing the, I think I'm, uh, what is the word? I think I'm reaping the I think rewards I'm, of your hard work. Well, yeah, uh, I, 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 it's all, it's all seems to be falling into place. I, I see the, I see the pattern. I see the 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 good that has the good that has come from it. Um, the the realization that I would the realization that I would not have had the and I feel the love that I was thinking that I had lost. Um, I feel it more strongly now than I ever did. Um, it, it's, it's, I feel more connected now to, uh, to Richard than than I ever have before on, on many on a different in a, it's a different it's a different level of uh, there's a there's a communication that is just a It's a different form of of love, but it's no less strong. It's, in fact, I can see that it is stronger, that it is clearer and purer. It's it's without the. Uh, it's without the negative, the negativity of the, the the personalities that were sometimes warring 
without all, it's without all of it's without the negativity it's just it's just pure beautiful love and when i stay in the present moment it's uh There's 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 no there's no sadness there's no missing him there's, we're 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 joined as as we always have been there's no separation this is it is it has taught me this whole experience has has taught me that that to to really it's allowed me to grasp that there truly is no separation that that there is no loss there is no death there is no death uh, i didn't understand that before and i can't really explain it but i have a knowing of it now so there's no there's no fear around it, it it's the whole thing is it, it's it's changed my my perspective that there's there's been a real shift in where i am looking at things from i feel my own awareness to have expanded and to that now it, my awareness encompasses what is appearing in my story and I can I can observe it I can observe the, the comings and goings in my life and see them as being just merely temporal and truly not not real and i i can i can i've become as jennifer would say unbotherable and it's uh it's truly liberating so Lawrence, would you say that would you say that you you're awake or that you're waking up I would say that uh I am awake most of the time now yes there's there still uh I still have periods that I go through where I where I forget where, where the veil comes back down but uh there's always I'm always aware of the the undercurrent that the unchanging the 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 
you know, the unchanging undercurrent of of joy, of good that is always, always there, that has always been there. And the the the, the knowledge that in this moment there's nothing wrong. Everything is actually perfect in this moment. Without, if you just, if if I just don't go into the past, if I don't allow the past or the future to, if I don't give them to my mind, if I don't, I if I lose the sense of, if I give up my identification with my ego self, if I throw all those things out of my mind, that uh, what is left is just, is just the, the self, the higher self is, is all that's left and there's nothing. And it's just perfection. It's Uh, it's per- perfect. Which I'm sure sounds very, uh, perhaps to some people, might sound deluded, but uh, um, it isn't. <laughs> And I think it's where we're all trying to get to. I think it's where I I know I know that it's where we're all where we're all going because we're all one. We're all this is there's only one mind and you know I can't be experiencing this all by myself because I'm not all by myself. <laughs> Well, speaking for myself, I I don't find it deluded. I find your sharings very deep, very moving, and very uh, authentic and helpful. Thank you a lot. Well, I I hope it is helpful. Well, um, I'm glad, I'm thankful that you shared, Lawrence, and everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. And so um, um, it's uh, 29 after, and so we need to finish up. Um, does anybody have any, any prayer requests? Uh, well, I'd like to ask for prayers about the situation with my mom and her healing. I would like to ask for prayers for our nation to mm-hmm. heal and come together. And um, Jennifer had the um, Loving Your Enemies video from Dr. Martin Luther King in her blog this morning. That was 
really helpful. So I may go back and listen to that again. Forgiveness, just prayers um, to help to help um, me in in my process and my commitment to forgiving myself and other people. Mm-hmm. Prayers for our awakening, for everyone's awakening. Or let me actually, may I pray out? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in my heart, grateful for this community of people who uh, we can share authentically, honestly, and are on a path of healing, healing all fear, healing all Suffering, all belief in suffering and scarcity. Um, Grateful for Jennifer, our teacher, holding the light. Grateful for all our teachers, seen and unseen, known and unknown. Grateful for the events that seem to be occurring in the outer world and grateful for the teaching that we are all a part of, that these are just a projection, and that this time is a time of great healing, and thus a time of uh, uh, where a lot is coming up to be healed by a very, very, by a majority of people. So, again, we're grateful and thankful for this community where we can support each other, grow together, uh, be living examples, and uh, share from our experiences and of course we're willing to let go of those deep 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 seated feelings beliefs and unworthiness in in fear of god in lack in limitation afraid to embrace our power and we're so willing to um we replace any uh, belief in suffering on the holy altar, and we pray for all of us and all our loved ones, um, no matter what they may seem to be going through, and grateful for the peace that is available to us in Lana, when, no matter what is happening, grateful for our commitment to forgiveness and uh, healing that Jerry's, that we're, Jerry's going through and we're all going through and grateful for the healing of the nation and the world that is coming up because this is not just our nation, this is the whole world uh, that is seeing Trump and whatever is going on. And grateful for the oneness and for the uh, example that Lawrence is showing us and which is willing to be open to the healing and to the love and to trust that love is 
what we truly desire. And love is all there is, and we are love, and so it is. Amen. 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 Mhm. Mhm. Really grateful for that prayer app because I, you know, I just really feels helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me mm-hmm. heal today, guys. Mhm. Ditto. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. I love you. Bye. Love you. I love all. you. Bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.